0: Hey, folks, this is Jamin Stinziano here at MI Called, and we are recording a calling question, which is just a common question for leaders that we posted to Dave. And Dave Harvey's here. So, Dave, how can a leader know if they are growing more humble?
1: Now, this is this is both of us answering this question, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll answer as well. So. Okay. So, uh, how does a leader know he's humble? Okay. So, you know, when I think about this question, I think there's there's got to be a God word component and that's probably the more important one so we we know i know that i i'm growing more humble because the work of the cross and the gospel and god and the things of god are becoming bigger and you know it's kind of like that lucy line in uh you know with aslan you're bigger Mm and and uh because we're we're getting we're we're getting a right sense of ourself with respect to god and i think there's there's a humbling effect that comes when we realize how amazing and vast god is and then how much love he has expressed to us as a result of dying and rising on the third day and how that means um how that per- that's personalized that's that's particularized for us and uh, so I think first it, it, it goes to God. I think there's a lot of ways where we'll, when we talk about humility, we immediately move towards some of the horizontal applications and things we need to do. But uh, that's perhaps the most important one uh, for growing in humility. And so if a leader is going to say, how do I know if I'm growing in humility? I'm saying, you know, is does does the cross mean more to you this year
0: than it did mm-hmm. last year? That's good. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but it makes me think of Bob Thune, his Gospel-Centered Life. I don't know if you've ever uh, looked at those materials, but in it he talks about the Gospel-Centered Life is a life that is, at the moment of conversion, you're growing in two different trajectories. Uh, A trajectory, one, is a growing understanding of how marvelous and magnificent God is, who He is in His holiness and his, His majesty. And then the other trajectory is an increasing awareness of your own sinfulness and depravity. And that as those two trajectories move in opposite directions, something has to make up the difference. And so folks who aren't humble or folks who are struggling in that, uh, they they uh, live this life of either pretending or performing uh, to try to make up the difference between how amazing God is and how, how wicked I can be. Mm. And that really the gospel-centered life is a life where the cross is is growing larger and larger at least in your perspective it's not that the gospel gets bigger but mm-hmm. in your perspective it gets bigger and bigger it looms larger in your experience and that that's when you really know that the gospel is at the center of who who you are yeah and so that's that's what i think of when you talk about that
1: yeah yeah that's classic uh jack miller had that a diagram mm-hmm. that connected the two yep um that it was so helpful as a visual to realize yeah I, you know, there is a sense where as I'm getting older in Christ, I'm realizing with Paul that I, I'm the worst of sinners, mm-hmm. uh, but also that Christ is more amazing. And, uh, and you know, it's like Watson said, until sin becomes bitter, Christ will not be sweet. Mm-hmm. So I think that so we're talking about kind of the the vertical side. But I, I think there are horizontal applications, at least when I think about what helps me um and where I want to grow in humility, I think about um, how I respond to criticism, how I respond to being corrected. I, I think those kind of things can immediately reveal my heart, can reveal my self-love, can reveal the high estimation of I my, have of my own opinion or my own gifts. And so I think if my wife and my kids and the guys around me are feeling like I'm, I'm more and more intreatable and I I seem to be pursuing them a little bit more this year than I was last year. And that when they approach me, they don't feel like they're walking on eggshells, mm-hmm. but that I can they can talk freely about those things. I think there's a sense where my heart's becoming softened and I'm coming more in agreement
0: with the gospel on that so is that something that you would suggest that someone just goes to those folks in your life and and even just ask them a series of questions am i more intreatable you know do you feel like you have to walk on eggshells or is it just something that you should be able to assess on your own and see uh for what it's worth
1: yeah i think that's i think the first way is uh, is a great way to grow in humility you know mm-hmm. it's it can be hard uh, because you, you might not appreciate some of the answers you hear at first, but then you begin to get oriented to the reality of how you're perceived. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then people also know that, that they can come to you and they have questions. So it's not, so. what begins to happen is that a culture begins to form, uh, particularly if we're talking about a lead pastor or somebody who's, a, who's, who's in, a, in a prominent role within a church. You know they can begin to create a culture simply because of the way that they begin to relate to weaknesses deficiencies self-evaluation criticisms if they're moving towards that stuff that does have a a trickle-down effect that that begins to create culture
0: so the question is you know how do i know if i'm becoming more humble but but are there certain things that you would put into place just you know, take your own experience or your own life—certain things to put into place to actually help you become more humble.
1: Well, it's funny. You and I were just having a, a, a podcast with Trip Lee, mm-hmm. and and what he was talking about was how important plura- how important plurality was, and how that was a conviction that God gave him, and uh, and that he wanted to surround himself with people. That would be able to give him perspective. He even talked about having one church where you know it was just going to be this wonderful opportunity because it had everything for him, and then another church that was going to be more of a you know more opportunities to serve and but but get connected to the right people. And so he chose to go with this this whole other church. So I think that that would be one thing is who we're who we're surrounding ourselves to with. I think that that really can determine the trajectory of our of our growth I think for me another one has been um, how do I respond when I'm sinned against Mm. so it's 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 kind of a morph of the first thing we talked about but it's a little different in that I, I I think to be called as a leader I mean you know a lot of guys don't realize this but But the call to leadership is a call to be sinned against. You know, Mm -hmm. it really is. It's a path that you walk down where, um, you know, people will often you will be the target of certain things, sometimes intentionally and sometimes unintentionally. Uh, And how you respond to that says a lot about your understanding of the gospel and the penetration of the gospel in, in your life or in my life. And so one of the ways that i think about it for myself is well you know how how am i doing in those times where i feel like i'm being misunderstood or i feel like i'm being judged or criticized unfairly you know is there a sense where i lose all perspective where my identity comes under such an assault that i'm spinning out or can i you know can i find my land legs on the gospel and and keep moving forward because i see jesus clearly and i see I see the gospel clearly so I think how I relate to being sinned against it really does reveal my true grasp of the gospel
0: Mm, yeah that's first Peter 2 you know you you look to Jesus who though he was reviled didn't revile against though he was uh, beaten didn't respond but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly and and that's that's the low path of the cross really Uh, the cross is about uh, you stay low um and that's a very very difficult path to walk but one that we must
1: yeah yeah you know i I think a small one um it 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 may be small it it may be large it's small in the sense that it it seems like it's incidental but large in the sense of how how it affects people is um a leader knows that they're growing in humility if they if they find themselves encouraging people more, mm. um, that there is this sense where the, the closer we draw to Jesus, not only does he get bigger, but the needs of other people uh, get, get a little bigger. You know, we become a little smaller. We become a little less self-obsessed. Um, we're more capable of seeing the activity of God in other people and being able to celebrate that and give voice to that and give excitement to that you know a a proud leader doesn't encourage people Mm -hmm. a proud leader doesn't honor people a a proud leader wants people to think that that all of what's going on is basically being generated by the force of their leadership Mm -hmm. Um, a humble leader is making sure that the story of the church and the story of God's activity and even the story of their own leadership journey is being told in such a way that other people play a prominent role Mm. because in reality none of us arrive where we are you know just because we've come down from the mountain with God we're all a product of other people having poured into us and so I think that's part of what uh, giving honor to whom honors due. Mm-hmm. It's just an act of integrity. It's just an act of ascri- an act of ascribing, you know, the credit to the right sources for who has made a difference in our life. But, but a proud, a proud leader won't do that. You know, a proud leader will resist that. Mm-hmm. I, I think the more we find ourselves growing humble before God, the more we're capable of of, you know, being in a, in a small group meeting or being in a Sunday morning and being aware where people are serving and wanting to celebrate that or thank them or aware of where some teenager is changing and wanting to get over to her or get over to him and, and say, hey, I see this going on in your life, you know, to celebrate those mm-hmm. those areas where where God is at work. That's good.
0: Yeah, and, and even one of the ways of celebrating that could even be you're not the only one in communion with Jesus. And so sometimes a way to celebrate others is to be quiet and to allow others to lead and to allow others to, um, to, to navigate through certain situations that you might feel like you should jump into. Uh, but I think part of growing in humility, hum- humility is actually recognizing those moments when ma- wait, maybe right now isn't the right time for me to step forward. Maybe it's time to, to push someone else forward in yes. this place. And, and I know the folks who have done that with me, um, uh, you know, the impact on my life from those types of moments, uh, I can't even put it into words. So, Jamie, let's
1: just wrap up with this with this question off the top of your head. What what resources have you read or been exposed to that have affected you in your understanding
0: of humility or application? Uh, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned that there's a book on my desk that I have been working through. It's called Humble Roots uh, by a woman named Hannah Anderson. And the subtitle is How, you, How Humility Grounds and Nourishes Your Soul. And this has been a great book that I've been working through uh, just on my vacation time of, of finding rest. And in finding rest, you're actually taking the low road. You're actually uh, choosing humility mm-hmm. You're recognizing that I am not enough. I cannot do it all. Um, and I need a savior and so in recognizing that you, you're you're putting yourself really in your proper place and so that's been really really helpful for me I've, I've just loved the, the language of it how humility nourishes your soul mm. uh, and I don't think we view it that way uh, often enough so that's that's one of the ones
1: that's good yeah I think about uh, Bill Farley's book gospel centered humility Um C. J. Mahaney's book on humility. Um, I think about the. I forget who the Puritan was. The the quietness and meekness of the soul was it. I don't even remember who it was. But get that one as well. Yeah. If Jerry listening.
0: Bridges has uh, the blessing of humility, that's a great one as well.
1: Yeah. So those are some. If you're if you're listening and and you're interested in studying this more, or you're a leader and you need to grow in this, because we all need to grow in this. Um, I would encourage you towards. Towards those resources, and I want to thank you for for listening, and uh, and keep tuning in because we're going to have more calling questions in the future. Thanks a lot.